Twelve-Sided Stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Twelve-Sided Stories welcomes you to Otherworld Seattle, a story-heavy, rules-light, Call of Cthulhu actual play. And now, our keeper, Wes Otis. Seattle. My name is Wes Otis, and I have some wonderful players with us for our first episode. Let's start with Jay. Hey, y'all. Jay Holtham here. Today, I am playing Sean Charles. Hello, Saint speaking, and I'll be playing Bailey Wolf, a photographer or recent graduate of photography. <laughs> Hi, I'm Pooja, and I will be playing Mira Rao, a mortician. Hey guys, I'm Mac. I'm going to be playing Cecil Mulgrove, uh, short for Cecilia, who is a conspiracy theorist hacker. Hey, I'm Michelle, and I will be playing Maribel Ochoa, who was a forestry major and is now, I guess, interning for the Forestry Service or something like that. I think you actually probably have a job with the Forestry Service. Okay, I have service. a job with the Forestry yeah. Service. You're just not like... <laughs> I don't know if they do internships. I'm just making stuff up. Yeah, no, you, you you have a job with the Forestry you know, Service. You're just not chasing Yogi Bear. Hey, Yogi. <laughs> Before we start, please consider supporting the show through Patreon or on coffee.com spelled K-O-F-I. Now, on with the show. Seattle 1993. It is the height of the grunge scene. Seattle has become the center of popular music in America. For the past three years, it seems like the next decade is going to be dominated by groups out of the Pacific Northwest. Seattle itself has seen lots of musicians and artists flooding into it, hoping to be able to catch a break in the recording industry. The city itself has started to grow quite quickly, and there's a lot of congestion going on with freeways and new problems propping up with all of these new people coming in. It's July right now. All of you have graduated recently from the University of Washington, or as the locals call it, UW. But even with the graduation, you've all stuck together and continue to hang out. Though some of you have more ambitious goals than others when it comes to what your future careers will be. You guys have been spending a lot of time at the Holy Roast. It is a independent coffee bar that caters to 20-somethings and college students. Holy Roast is in North Lake, which is not far from the university. The guy who owns it is a Greek man named Zeus. He used to be a former bodybuilder, but now he runs the Holy Roast with his daughter, Chloe. Chloe always seems to be working. She's a really nice young lady who's about 17 or 18. 
They have open mic nights where people can come in and do poetry or play their guitar and sing. So there's always usually something going on. The decoration of the coffee house is a mixture of Mount Olympus with Greek columns and pictures of gods and monsters on the walls mixed in with pop culture references to the grunge scene. It's very eclectic, and the color schemes are all kind of weird and funky. It's usually very dimly lit, and right now the place is packed with people at all these different small round tables sitting around drinking ginormous cups of coffee. At some point, Zeus comes up to the microphone. Says, everyone, can I please have your attention? Uh, everyone, quiet down, everyone. Quiet, be quiet. All right, good. Listen, I, I just got off the phone with the uh, police, and they have told us that uh, there have been several reports of people going missing. So with that in mind, if you are not here with someone else, please let us know so I can take you out to your car and make sure you're on your way safely. We want to make sure everyone gets home all right. If you are with people, make sure everyone leaves at the same time. Even if you're a big guy like me, don't assume that something can't happen to you. Make sure you have a friend with you, okay? Thanks, everyone. And then he puts down the microphone and it makes this really high-pitched sound. <laughs> A few moments later, Chloe walks up to your table, takes your drink order, and she goes, Hey, look, do me a favor. My dad is going to come over, and he's going to ask you what you think about this. I'm trying to get rid of some of the stuff in here. It's, I, I know it's, it's our culture and everything else, but it just doesn't make any sense. Try not to be too enthusiastic about what... I know you can't tell them that you don't like what you see or whatever like that, but just don't be enthusiastic about it. Just kind of play it off, okay? Uh, when he asks you about the decorations, because uh, I'm trying to get rid of all of it. I just, I can't, I can't deal with all of it. it it's it's too much, okay? So, um, it, it, you know, is that all right? Can you, can you do that for me? Downplay it. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No problem, Chloe. I, mean, I kind of don't hate it. Really? He's got columns, like those columns cut in half across the walls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's what makes the place special. <laughs> she slinks off after you say that. She's like, all right. <laughs> no one's in my corner. This will turn into some corporate stupid coffee shop. That's how I know I can trust this place. Exactly. Yep. It's got personality. Right. A few moments later, Elijah shows up. He's one of your friends from college. He was a film major, and he sits down, and he's got a huge book in his hand. Hey, everybody. How, how you doing? Hey, Elijah. How's it hey, going? Hey. So, so I found this book here, and it gave me this awesome idea. And he puts the book in Sean's hands to pass around, and it says... The Fantastical Adventures of Ethel and Easter, written by <laughs> Ethel Pendergrast. He goes, so I found this book in a bookshop. It kind of reads like fiction. There's a lot of this stuff. There's no way in hell this all happened. Basically, the, the author, Ethel, is a spiritualist, and she went through all of these adventures uh, with her talking cat. I know... It, but it gave me an idea. 
she would talk to ghosts and we have a lot of haunted houses and areas and the tunnels underneath Seattle are supposed to be haunted. And my idea was to make a show where we do some research on these haunted places. And then we go film them to see if we can capture any ghosts. They have different equipment that we can use, different cameras. Bailey, that's where I thought you could help out was with the gear. But uh, yeah, and then we can get it on like public access for right now. We could then try to pitch it to, you know, the different networks and see if we can get it syndicated. I'm in. I like it. You know, you could tell the truth for once. Yeah. This sounds perfect. I mean, it's obvious that, like, our connection to the spiritual and to those who have been unable to pass on, it's really important. And we should make more people aware. I'm just, like, where are you going to pay us this time? Well, <laughs> no. I mean, how can I pay you when um, I, uh, there's just that, no? I, I Last time I came around, I lent you my premium tripods and one half melted don't know how that happened it, it was sunny <laughs> i didn't expect that from you elijah <laughs> i expected more logic <clears throat> well i can give you pizza and beer for right now that's perfect and then after the pizza and beer i'm sure we can find some weed somewhere definitely yeah Bailey, if we do this, we're going to be legends. Yeah, it's the, it's the ground floor yeah. of something new. As long as I'm not going to be the only one in debt after this. Look, you're the, you're the youngest of us all, so therefore you have the longest time to pay off that debt. You'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> Don't worry about money, Bailey. Who cares about okay, money? Reagan. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not thinking of the truth being its own reward. Yeah. Look, it's not all about the money. Mm. Think of it. Think of the impact you could have on the world. See, Mira gets it. Yeah. Think of how cool it'll be. So cool. I'm just in it for the adventure. Come on, Bailey. It's an adventure. Okay. All right. As long as I don't end up trapped with Sean's ferret again. Hey, hey, don't. The allergies, the trauma. That's all I'll say. Rodney is very cool. And if you didn't antagonize him, it would have been fine. How do I antagonize Dander? I mean, look, look, look. No hate to Rodney. I just can't be in the Listen, same he room. Can sense I just can't it. Be he can sense how weird you are about him. He's very cool and very sensitive. And it freaks him out. I just read an independent publication about how animals can sense the other side. Okay. Do you think Rodney would be able to help us figure out where the ghosts are? Rodney's not going anywhere near ghosts. Yeah, and not near me. I just, I feel like I just got yeah. it. Well, according to the, this book, Easter was a central part of the ghost and the dreamlands and all this other stuff that she put in here. So animals, I have a sense for things beyond what we have. Oh my God. No, no, not Rod. <laughs> right. Then Zeus comes over. Hello, everybody. How's how, How's your drinks? Is everybody taken care of? Do you need anything? 
<laughs> Do you like uh, the new paint job I just did? It's what do you, what do you think? Don't yeah. change a thing. If you change a thing in this restaurant, I will never set foot in it again. That's and what I'll, I like to hear. I'll Good. take the top off of the nitro. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Whippets for all. Uh, <laughs> everyone around me, I've listened to several other tables telling how much they really love the columns, especially. Oh, uh, that's great. <laughs> Chloe has just been on me. I mean, she first it was my beard. She wanted me to shave my beard. And now, you know, I shaved it for her. Now she wants me because she says that I, I look too much like Magnum P.I. with just the mustache. It's just <laughs> I can't make her happy. She's constantly giving me a hard time. Teenage girls, right? I, I just don't know what to do. Well, I'm not saying that I, uh, uh, I think you have to change anything, but I've been wondering about the numerous half sculptures you have bolted onto the walls. Is, is that secure? Well, I mean, we're not in California. I'm sure nothing's going to happen that's going to knock any of those statues down. I mean, mm -hmm. and most of them are are not actual. You know, they're plaster. It's not, they're just gonna, they're not gonna hurt anyone. Uh, unless we have a parade of toddlers come through, I'm sure we'll be fine. I mean, it's also like very much the ambiance of like at any moment, the like spirits of ancient civilizations will come and visit us here. Well, you know that a lot of those civilizations are also still alive. The government just doesn't want us to know about it. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Anyway, enjoy your coffee yeah, and just yeah. slowly back <laughs> away. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Maybe too much caffeine in the brew. <laughs> Elijah goes, all right, great, cool. So here's what we're going to do. Let's meet up. Uh, it's Saturday, right? And you're all free, correct? Everyone's yeah. free. Yeah, I can get someone to cover my shift. Okay, it, cool. It just depends on what time I've got... I promised my, my mom I would help her make some stuff at home. Like, when you say make stuff, is it like a dead body makes stuff or like just food? I never know. Food. Okay, food. I never know. We're not prepping the bodies at home. Yeah, Sean, do you mind if I crash at your place tonight? Sure. Okay, cool. My parents have been having issues lately, and uh, I, I'm looking for a place of my own, but I just you know, can't handle it right now. So I appreciate it. Mi futon, su futon. We're good to go. Awesome. So <laughs> quick question. This is the age of the beeper. Who has an actual beeper? Finally, pagers exist. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> pagers exist. We've gone enough into the future that we have at least that tech. <laughs> uh, uh, who has a pager and who doesn't? Definitely don't. That's how they track you. Yeah, right. I definitely don't. I'm not paying that extra money. I've got an answering machine. You can call me. I don't. Because usually the only people at that time who had pagers were like doctors or right. business people who, you know, had to be on call or whatever. Does Mira have one or no? No. I think she like when she moved out of the house, her parents were like, here to and she was like, no, thanks. I'm going to I'm going to seize this little tiny bit of freedom that I have in my life. <laughs> well, plus, why would a mortician need 
a pager. There's yeah. nothing they can do at that point. <laughs> right. Right. Not really an emergency. No. We have an urgent corpse makeover. <laughs> you all continue to talk about your plans. Elijah says, uh, so let's meet tomorrow night at about, I don't know, same time, like around 8 o'clock. We can meet over at Mugs of Joe, which is closer to the house that we're going to check out. There's a uh, old abandoned lot over there with the house that's supposed to be haunted. Now, we don't have the permits for this. This isn't necessarily, this is more of an independent, free-form sort of situation. There's risk. So if we see the cops run grab the gear and run okay i mean that's kind of what i do anyway so that's fine that did not need to be stated like that's that's assumed if you see the cops run yeah if you see the cops go and grab the gear grab grab the gear grab the gear i mean i know we lost one of the tripods the last time i get it bailey i understand but you know, I couldn't help it. It was it was it or me, and I just I picked me in that situation, and I'm really sorry. And you know, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just keep it all in mind. Yes, uh, and we'll wrap. We're not leaving it all behind. That's that's what I'm making sure of. Mm-hmm. Okay, you all spend the rest of the night hanging out, listening to poetry reading and people who are playing acoustic guitar and all that good stuff. The night ends, and Sean and Elijah head back towards Sean's place. Sean, what is your place like? It's a you know really shitty like basement apartment. It's the basement of like a Victorian house, so it is like a cave. Okay. All secondhand, beat up furniture, some of it dumpster dived, not very clean. Right. There's a ferret. You know. <laughs> and lots 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 of VHS tapes. Strewn about. And strewn about several old TVs, three or four VCRs for, you know, dubbing and like multiply dubbing things at the same time. Yeah. Just as a side note, when I graduated high school, I had two TVs. I had a TV that could have a picture on it, black and white picture, and then a TV that could have sound. (laughs) And I had to turn the channels at the same time. (laughs) Oh, my God. So you guys retire to that. Your boss at Weird Video is named Freedom's Wave. He is a hippie. He's like 45, 46, but like doesn't wear shoes if he doesn't have to. And he gives you as part of your payments. He pays you in weeds sometimes. Works. You guys probably have a nice evening, get relatively baked and enjoy the night and talk about this idea. When it comes to being in front of camera, Elijah asks, do you think all of us should take turns or do you think it should just be one of us? Yeah, probably. I mean, I'd say either Cecil or Mira, maybe. You know, Maribel's awesome, too. I I don't know. We can just sort of, we'll try it all out, see what happens. Mira's, like, so goth, though. Sometimes she's just... Yeah. It's a show about ghosts. Yeah. True, true. You wanted to be weird, man. Yeah, I guess we got that covered. I don't know. It's, like, you're right. All of them are good. Yeah. I mean... Bailey's a little anal retentive. My gear, my gear, my gear. Uh, whatever. She'll be fine. 
She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Once we're out there, we're doing it and we're getting really cool stuff. You know, it's going to be great. If you're working tomorrow, if you don't mind me hanging out here, I might try to write up a little bit of a script so we know what the hell we're doing. Well, no, I was going to take tomorrow. I was going to take take my shift off because. Oh, OK, cool. Maybe yeah, you can yeah. help me. I'll call free. I'm sure. I don't know. Someone can come in. Rick or Betty or whoever. I don't care. Um, and he doesn't either. Like, listen, if he can't find anyone, he just won't open the store. <laughs> yeah, fine. I know. You know, I still have a copy of like the natural that I haven't taken it back. It's oh yeah, he never I mean, calls. <laughs> half of these videos are from the place. No one, no one goes in. No one cares. Yeah, I, he makes more money off of weed than he does off videos. I so. think so. I think so. But listen, he pays me so, and he gives me videos and sometimes weed. So I don't care. Yeah. All right. So you guys have a good evening, Mira. Tell me about what kind of place you live in. I have like a small one bedroom apartment and it is completely decorated. Like all the walls have black lacy curtains hanging off of them. There's a another piece of black fabric draped over the lamp. So when you turn them on, it, it's very mood lighting, like mostly candles, <laughs> that kind of situation. But she needed the one bedroom because one closet like really isn't enough. Okay. So when she goes on, like, it's pretty chill, you know, puts on some music, breaks out. That book that she was talking about, like, oh, let me look up animals and spiritual presence because really we need to get in touch with her, like, to know for tomorrow. If there are cats there, then we'll know that there, that there could be presences. Now, speaking of cats, do you have any animals yourself? I think that I have two cats, but they're not like, I don't keep them in the apartment with me all the time. Like they are free to come and go as they please. Okay, cool. So you get home around 11 o'clock and at 1115, you hear a knock on the door. Now I go and I check who it is because if my parents stop me, nothing, it's to check who it is at the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's your mom and your, your dad. I open it. <laughs> Oh, there you are. Oh, I, we were, we were very worried and they just kind of burst past you. We're so worried. We, we called several times and we called over to Holy Grounds and they said that they didn't remember if you were there or not. It's Friday night. That Zeus character, I don't know why he's, he's kind of just flighty in the head. I think I just, we were just very worried about you. He owns a business. He was like, he's making sure that it runs, not babysitting. Why? What's going on? Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. But if we we were just concerned about you, and and we we wanted to get in touch with you because we we have a lot going on this weekend. We had there was a car wreck, and we've got at least uh, six people coming in from the morgue tomorrow so we kind of need the extra hands and then we hear this reports that people are missing and we couldn't get in touch with you and you didn't take our present of a pager so we can't get in touch with you when we need to I, okay i love you i understand that you're worried but i am an adult person now and i need you to respect that i can take care of myself and you don't have to freak out every time you watch like the local news and you see a report of something. Don't always assume that it has happened to me. It's Friday night. I have a life. I would like to have a life. 
with my friends. Of course you do, sweetie. We understand completely, and we're just glad you're okay. And you know that offer of a of a pager still is there. I mean, you know, we gladly give it to you. And uh, if you don't usher them out the door, they will stay for at least an hour. I have stayed by the door the whole time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> And at, at one point, like after this first like initial burst, like with the la- latest offer of a pager, I'll say like, look, I love you. You need to get some rest. If there's going to be that much prep this weekend, you should probably go home. You know, I don't really have like, I wish I did, but I don't have enough space to have you both stay here tonight. I think you'll be a lot more comfortable going back to your place. And I love you. And I'll see you tomorrow. I just like basically push them out the door very lovingly very insistently <laughs> okay <laughs> after as you're getting out you hear the last thing your mom says are you seeing anyone <laughs> door shuts <laughs> like i just put my forehead against the door take a deep breath okay you try your best to get your vibe back but your parents caused they basically ruined it and I take an hour long bath and stuff whatever else I was going to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh God. All right. Bailey, what is it like for you? Do you still live at home or are you living on your own in an apartment or with a roommate or what's up? So I am living on my own and uh, I found in true artist fashion a kind of like weird, unique deal where I'm in this older woman's pool house or guest house rather kind of like the fresh prince of bel-air situation uh (laughs) way less money and uh, i'm definitely paying rent i kind of liked it because it's near this big emptied pool that i've been like putting weird stuff in to try to like photograph and like kind of like i like weird architecture like that you know it's kind of abandoned looking things and my guest house is far enough that i don't know what she's doing it's like an actual removed somewhat situation where this older woman is just kind of living her life and then she checks in on the property every once in a while it's like pretty good condition older there's these really nice old school crown molding kind of like arches in on the these like big kind of open doorway-ish things but there's no door so it's just like it's airy there's a bit of like flourish on the top and it's got one bedroom and then one area that was a closet maybe would have been a pool changing room or something that i've turned into a dark room and then uh yeah i'd say that's probably the most interesting parts of this place otherwise Spartan. I don't have tons of money at all. And just kind of trying to make it into a work-live space. Your landlady's name is Emily, and she is probably in her 70s, you're thinking. She's an artisan. She does paintings and will often be out by the pool painting during the weekend or whatever. You will see her every once in a while. She will wave, but she doesn't really get in your business all that much, like you said. And the added bonus is the reason you can afford this place is she's charging you rent like it's 1952. It is super low and the utilities are also included. So you're able to pay it even though every once in a while you have to dig into your tripod money. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What would you do in the evening? Get your gear ready? 
that kind of stuff. Going to be making a list of like, what cameras do I care about the least that will uh, still function? I don't have tons. <laughs> I'm thinking like maybe out of three that I'm willing, that I'm working with on a regular basis. I'm like, all right, let me bring this like, you know, my, my classic film uh, camera just in case I can get some really cool shots for me. And then we'll... Mm, did Elijah say he's going to bring anything? Yeah, he's going to bring an actual full-on film camera, and one of you is going to be operating a boom, probably Sean. Uh, <laughs> but one of you will be operating like a boom mic, and he told you his parents gave him money to rent this gear. Of course, he couldn't get the money to replace your tripods, but you'll be mm. fine. Yeah, that's a priorities. Mm. Priorities. He's got that stuff covered as well. Right. Okay. So yeah, I'll just be making a list and I'm thinking, all right, what else is he going to forget? Well, you know, gaff tape, you know, and it's like, how are we going to hook up the sound? Will Sean know what he's doing? I'm just thinking about that damn ferret. <laughs> a generator just in case there's no power. That Right. Kind of it's like, will there be lights? And then I'm like, I'm going to bring pepper spray just in case. Okay. All right. Maribel, you out of everyone probably have, well, I mean, mortician is a, it's a career, um, but it's not like being a, f a forest ranger. Uh, it's a different <laughs> type of thing. It's also the difference between something you chose and something that your parents decided that you must do to continue the family traditions. Right. It is, it is something you were not born into. You, you paid to go for school for this. <laughs> You know that tomorrow morning you're going to be going out. There are tons of both state forest and national forests surrounding the metropolitan area of Seattle. And it usually takes you between an hour to half an hour to drive to whichever place they send you to. You're kind of floating at this point to wherever they need somebody for that particular day. You don't have a steady place yet. So out of everyone, you have to wake up the earliest. So I imagine you probably go home and go to bed relatively quickly. But just real quick, what kind of place do you live in? I live in a studio, but the apartment building is way on the edge of the city. Because of my work, I have to go into the surrounding areas so often that why would I live near city center? <laughs> you know, so, you know, I'm close to where the forest is starting to creep close to the city, you know, but it's a studio apartment. It's mostly filled with gear. I've got my futon and... <laughs> you know, a little kitchenette and my gear and not much else. I don't have a TV. I don't have any pets because sometimes with my job, I'm gone for days at a time. So it's pretty Spartan the way I live in my house. But I think as I'm falling asleep, like I'm making a mental list of stuff that we might need for the photo shoot. Like, oh, I bet you Elijah hasn't thought about bathrooms. Maybe I should get one of those portable chemical toilets so that we can just have something just in case. Oh, I bet you Elijah hasn't thought about water. So maybe I better get a couple gallons of water, you know, stuff like that. Like I'm thinking about all the survival needs, <laughs> you know, even if we're in an old warehouse or whatever, there's not going to be anywhere to use facilities or get water, like clean drinking water or things like that. So that's where my mind is at. And I'm just making a mental list of stuff I'm going to pick up after work on my way to the shoot. Okay, cool. 
All right, so you do all that and you you get to bed. I mean, as soon as you can, because all of you are jacked up on caffeine. <laughs> you know, it, back then the bowls that they gave you as coffee were like they were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so Cecil, you go home. You're relatively paranoid, as we know about the governmental apparatus, we'll call it. Yes. And so you always take a different way home when you drive. You're always looking in your rearview mirror just in case. When you get home, you notice that your door is slightly open. Okay. So, huh. So I, I, I figure Cecil lives um, actually in a trailer park, was gifted her stepmother's former trailer when her stepmother moved in with her dad. So she really hasn't done much to the place. It's kind of run down. But seeing the door open, I mean, she's going to kind of circle the place and sort of stake out her own home from her car for a few minutes. You're kind of out of Seattle proper in a place where you can park a trailer. So you're right up next to the woods. There's a clearing and then you know that there's more trailers not far away, but then there's the thick of the woods. You've got everything, like, blacked out. Yeah. The windows are pretty blacked out. But from the door that's slightly open, you see the glow of a screen. So you know your computer's on. Shit. That's that's bad. And... Mm. So... Uh, I'm going to go to, um, there's a payphone in the trailer park. Of course, yeah. And I'm going to call Sean. Okay. Because I feel like Sean's the one that I, I know the best and also the one that I have, like, the number memorized for. Sean picks up and you hear the sound of war games playing in the background. <laughs> What's up? Uh, I think somebody's in my, in my trailer, man. The door is open. My screen is on. I don't know. I mean, I'm always so careful. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I I need my shit, man. Well, come here. Don't go in there. Okay. Yeah, I'm... I'm uh, maybe we can come back and check it out in the morning. Yeah, we'll come back in the morning. Yeah, don't go in there now. No. Yeah, Get yeah, out of I'm, there. No, of course not. I mean, it could be anybody. I mean, yeah. it could be the government. I mean could be lizard people like yeah yeah no totally all that is 100 true or like you know just some weird dude just, yeah get in your car come right here now yeah i'm uh, i'm on the way all right so you book it out of there yeah i drive like a shitty like rabbit <laughs> <laughs> at this point it's late it's probably like one o'clock at night mm -hmm. and his place is uh, you get a contact high just by opening the door it it's it's like a it's like a turkish bath like all of the steam of of bong just kind of comes out and <laughs> you know yeah well i think cecil's like super cool with it and like walks in the door and is like i pack me a motherfucking bowl right now yeah right Hit this bomb. Yeah, I, I need something for my nerves, man, because... Are you sure shit. someone was in your place? Like, that's, that's weird. Well, I'm not sure of anything. Okay. But the door was open. I mean, my shit's in there. Everything. All, all, and, you know, they just... Maybe it's nothing, and maybe it's somebody that knows that I know what they know, and, you know? I know. 
I'm, I, I, I get it. Cops, men in black, who the fuck knows? Yeah, it could be anybody. And you live out there by the woods, so it could be just some grizzly, grizzly Adams dude with an axe or something. Yeah, I mean, it could be fucking anything. Yeah. Well, we'll check it out tomorrow morning. The three of us will go out there and Scooby-Doo it. Yep. Yeah. You all get a different amount of sleep. Cecil, Sean, and Elijah head over to Cecil's trailer while the rest of you head towards Mugs of Joe, a diner near the college. Once the three of you get over there, the trailer door is wide open. You see that some stuff has been disturbed. And I think it's really obvious when stuff's disturbed because inside, like, she never bothered to redecorate, so it's kind of like granny chic in there where everything is like <laughs> rose-colored <laughs> and florals and shit. <laughs> but then pasted over all of that is, like, there's charts and graphs and fucking tape and strings and all kinds of weird shit going on. So, but... Cecil knows her shit. She knows where her shit is. So. All right. Yeah. So the doors cracked open and Elijah's like, you know, I've watched a lot of action films, but I would not say I'm an action hero. What are, what are we, how? Tried and true method, man. And I'm going to go and like grab like the biggest stick I can find. Right. And just kind of like go up to the thing and sort of wave it around inside a little bit and like. Mm-hmm. Just try if there's something in there that it's going to, like, get its attention. And if nothing happens, probably just peek, you know, head in the door. So you hit outside of the door a little bit and make noise and whatever. And this family of huge raccoons comes streaming out. There's, like, five of them. <laughs> just run back into the woods. That can cause a lot of mayhem in the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. Shit, I want... Oh, it man, was raccoons. just raccoons. Raccoons again? They probably found my fucking stash. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> you sure it's just raccoons? Don't you have a lock on that thing? I, You know, they got small hands. They're That's basically, true. like, furry little bastard people. Like, <laughs> I don't know. For all I know, like, we were talking about talking cats and stuff last night for all i know they learned how to lock pick my place i don't know anything is possible but do you think they turned on your computer that's a good point shit and i'm i'm gonna go into the trailer okay so you go into the trailer and sitting in front of your computer motionless is your friend bacon that's his handle that he goes by your computer is on it looks like he was doing some Late night hacking. Bacon, you asshole. What are you doing here? He shakes up out of his sleep. Yeah, wake up, motherfucker. Oh, what are you doing? Jesus. Oh, man, my place got got hit. I needed to find out some info. So you broke into my place? It was already broken into. The raccoons let me in. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, raccoons are devious. But Look, but I didn't on, bug man. them. They didn't bug me. I Look, I saved your stash. Okay, at least there's that, right? Yeah, but I, I you could have been anybody. You could have been anybody. You're right. I'm sorry. It's, it's not against. I just, you know, I, 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 I apologize. It's just they took my computer and, and I, need to, I needed to find out what, what the fuck. And I have to, they want me to turn myself in. And I, Which they? 
There's a couple they. of days I can think. I know, but the what did the government day? Yes, I mean, the, that, that, the... that day. I, I broke into some, I broke into these files for this bank and saw some accounts that maybe I shouldn't have saw. And I might've well, transferred and, and... some of the money and, and that I guess is, is they frown upon people looking to redistribute a little wealth. That's all I'm saying. Look, I appreciate your Robin Hooding here, but you can't just fucking come in here and start messing with my shit. Look, I'm sorry. I, I You're right. You're absolutely right. I just... Because that's how they're going to find me. <sighs> you're right. It's it's not cool at all. Um, look, uh, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to get out of here. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to go. Well, I have to like leave and I don't know how long I'll be off the grid. Do you got a, a couple bucks I can, I can borrow? Really? You're going to hit me up for money now? They froze everything. I, I've got nothing. God, you're an idiot. Just take it and go. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. Look, I, I yeah. Well, I'm going to have to see how much it costs to relocate this damn trailer now. Thanks very much. He looks really defeated and uh, he goes, I, I, I understand. I, I get it. Look, just keep safe. I'll, I'll stay away, but I'll, I'll try to get in touch at some point. And then he walks out the door. Now, your kitchen is ripped to fuck. There is <laughs> like a Wonder Bread package has been broken open. Most of the food has been eaten. Cabinets have been broken open. They even opened the refrigerator, but weren't able to get the ketchup thing off the top. So it's just kind of thrown to the bottom. Luckily, you don't have a lot of food in your refrigerator, maybe like a beer and some condiments. And the computer is still on. I'm going to look at it and see what he was working on. I'm sure I've got like hackety back channel stuff that I can track if somebody's going to be on my computer. Can you do a computer use roll? Let's see. I got an 11 under my 80. Okay, cool. That is great. So he was looking at the local police computer system that basically holds all the warrants and all of that good stuff in it and looking at his file. And it's not good. He's wanted by the FBI and you are listed as a possible contact due to your uh, close proximity to Bacon. You think you know a guy? Right. Elijah goes, well, look, there's nothing you can do about it right now. It's Saturday. Nothing happens on Saturday. They, you know. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> I say leave the door open, take the computer stuff, and maybe they'll think you're missing. Yeah. Yeah. Just grab whatever you need. and No need to come back here. You can crash with me for a while. Right. Fine. Yeah. I just. Well, yeah, we should get going. I think the rest are waiting at Mugs of Joe and we need to get over there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, give me give me a second to pack up my shit. Okay, so you pack up your stuff, and you know you have this fucking huge CRT monitor <laughs> that's like a thousand pounds as you because it has fucking tubes in it. <laughs> tubes, man. Tubes, man. You guys make it over to Mugs of Joe, and basically the place's theme is the owner is named Joe. 
and there are tons of pictures all over the wall of people named Joe. If your name is Joe, he will take your picture and he will put it on the wall. Uh, it is kitschy as all. Uh, mm-hmm. Get out. You sit down with the rest of the group. And a few moments later, a woman walks in. She has on high heels and a very nice dress. She looks like she's about probably in her early 30s. She walks over and Elijah goes... Oh, Madam Peaches, it's great that you've come. Uh, guys, everyone, this is this is Madam Peaches. I wanted you to, to meet her. She's going to be helping us. She is, as her name may tell you, she's a spiritualist who is in touch with ghosts and different things like that. And she goes, uh, hi, everybody. It's, it's nice to meet you. And she sits down. Sean, you recognize Madam Peaches. She's in the video shop all the time. She is a retired stripper who basically does fortune telling sessions and things like that. She has a crystal ball in the whole nine yards. She runs the business out of her house. So Elijah goes, well, we need somebody who is attuned to the spirit world. And, you know, Peaches is going to be our expert. Hey, Peaches, how are you? Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Oh, it's nice to meet all of you as well. Elijah says, so now that we're all together, who wants to do what jobs? I figured all of us would take turns in front of the camera, but there are other things that need to be, you know, done behind the camera. I'll be the main cinematographer. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm doing sound. I guess that'll leave the rest of you on camera doing things like the EMF and temperature gauge and maybe even the spirit box. All these things will help us detect ghosts or a presence that's going on. I think that Cecil does a lot of the research and probably like pulls up maps and schematics of places as much as possible to pull, you know, and like is planning on coming with like a stack of paper. Okay, cool. Elijah looks at Mira and says, all right, you are our death expert. Is that, is that cool? You know, all about like decomposition and stuff. Like, can you? Yeah. I mean, we're going to ask you questions. I mean, that's not the important part. though. What's the important part? The important part is, is the spirit. Peaches go, oh, I agree so much with that. The spirit is very important. But yeah. I know all about the decomposition and stuff. All right, cool. So that just leaves Maribel, who's going to be on camera. Maybe it's going to be talking about survival and maybe how to survive a a ghost attack or I I don't know. Yeah, I can be like the the survival expert or something. (laughs) (laughs) This production is shut down. (laughs) (laughs) Over the next few nights, Elijah takes you to these different abandoned houses and warehouses and everything else where it's rumored that ghosts are, but unfortunately, none of them show themselves to you as you film. And every once in a while, you hear a noise or a a sound, but nothing comes through clear. Of course, Elijah is not discouraged by any of this and is optimistic to 
the nth degree, saying that it could take years before an actual ghost is caught, but that all the footage that you guys are recording can still be made into a show and that you all can still do commentary on the history of the houses that you're going to or of the warehouses and what happened there to the people who are allegedly haunting them. Finally, about a week's gone by, it's another Friday night, and Elijah has lined up another house for you to explore. There's a lot of Victorian homes. It is a pretty big uh, Victorian dilapidated house. Cecil, why don't you um, give me a roll for library use real quick? All right. So we can figure out what your research has dug up. Not much. I got an 83 over my 40. (laughs) Okay. So you know that there are rumors about this particular house. It's part of the reason why Elijah picked it. You know that it's a three-story. It has been abandoned for at least 20 years, and most of the windows have been knocked out with rocks and whatever. The house is in a neighborhood that you've been to before because there's a lot of abandoned places and properties here. Not a lot of people living in this area of town and developers have not come through to redo the area yet. You set up on the porch, get the camera going and do a first couple of shots. Elijah's basically directing and Peaches, Cecil, Mira and Maribel are all on camera at different times. You guys do a little intro, talk about the house, According to Elijah, the last owner died because of a murder. Her name was Shannon, and that was way back in the 1920s. The place was lived in by her family for another 20 or 30 years, but they moved out and weren't able to sell it because they claimed that Shannon was still in the house haunting the place. Okay. You guys step in, Sean and Bailey are in the back with the microphone and the camera, kind of following behind. It's very cold inside, even though it's a July night. Inside the house, there's graffiti all over the walls and plaster on the floors. Am I the one holding the temperature thing? You can be if you'd like. Sure. And so are we rolling? Yeah. You guys did your intro and now you're rolling it. And the way that you're doing it is you're basically filming everything. And then Elijah's going to take it all and cut it later. Right. So I just show the temperature thing to the camera and I go, look how cold it is in here. And it's probably, I don't know, just very low. Yeah, it's just very low. It's probably like in the 60s and there's a good breeze going throughout Right then, you hear a slam of a door from upstairs. And Peaches goes, do you, do you hear that? Did you feel that? That's, I, th- I think that Shannon might be in this house. That or a strong cross breeze. Yeah. Or raccoons. Mm. Yep. I mean, we can go check it out. Elijah goes, well, yeah, we should, we should go check it out, definitely. So Elijah bolts upstairs with you all in tow. And there's a long, dark hallway with a battered door at the end of it. And you hear some kind of scratching coming from the other side of it. Does it sound like um, 
like, can we tell how big the thing is that's scratching? Sound like a rat? or is It, it sounds bigger? bigger. It sounds bigger. I'm, I'm leaning towards Raccoon. I'm with no, Cecil. No. Um, as the camera person, I am just... One of you go check it out if you are. I'm staying back here. Okay. Elijah kind of looks at all of you. He goes, so I'm the director. Who's opening the door? <laughs> I'll go open it. Okay. This could be it. We should have the... Like, I'm going to make the spirit box like ready. It's like, we should be ready to, like, ask it questions and, and get this. Mm-hmm. The spirit box is turned on, and it starts going through channels rapidly. Small bits of words start to come out. You're supposed to be able to speak to ghosts using this technology. And Madam Peaches goes, eh, is there any spirits here with us now? Shannon, can you hear us? But there's no reply through the spirit box. Mira, you go up to the door and you hear the scratching stop. Mira, as you are slowly reaching your hand towards the doorknob, it looks as if the door is breathing, slowly going out and then going back in. And that's where we're going to stop this episode. <gasps> oh, boy. So thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. I, you know, as usual, where can we find you on the internet? Let's go backwards and start with Michelle. All right. You can find me on the internets, on the Twitter, uh, at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also find my music through Plate Mail Games on DriveThruRPG and BattleBards. Hey guys, I have been and will continue to be Mac Beauvais. You can find me everywhere on the internets is at Strange Like That. That's the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebooks, my website, and uh, apparently government profiles. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, yeah, I'm Saint or Saint Spider. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Saint Spider TV, all one word. That's S A I N T S P I D E R T V. And yeah, I talk there sometimes. Hi, I'm Pooja. You can find me on Twitter at LADaisyGirl. That's L-A-D-E-S-I girl. And pretty much all the other socials as Forgotten Saves. And then you can also find me on Happy Jacks RPG and occasionally on It's Probably OK's Twitch channel playing other RPGs. Hi, y'all. Jay here. Uh, you can find me on the socials at Jay Holtham in all the old familiar places. Uh, you can also find me sometimes at Happy Jacks and sometimes on It's Probably OK's Twitch channel. Awesome. And I am Wes Otis. Thank you for listening. You can find me at Plate Mail Games. If you want to help out the podcast, you can do one of three things. You can give us a review, a shout out on social media. That always helps. Or back us on Patreon or do all three. Patreon, we've got a lot of great things for you, uh, like uh, additional content, uh, early access, and all that good stuff. Thank you all so much for playing the first episode. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye. bye.